One of the frustrating things about talking about finance is the amount of people that will tell you you're wrong or the system doesn't work, everything's out to get them, and they feel not only the need to have that inside themselves, but to tell other people that they're going to fail as well and there's nothing they can do about it. And when you're telling them like, hey, here's all the information you need and here's everything that you have to do to be successful, they blow you off as if none of that counts, none of it matters. It's very, very frustrating. And in some cases you kind of explain to them like, look, we did it. So I can understand if you're watching like major people like Dave Ramsey and you're thinking, well, they got rich you know, doing this very specific business model. I can't replicate that business model. So how does that work for me? And I get that and understand that. And so, you know, as a couple of Marines, we started the wealthy idiots as an attempt to show people like, look, ordinary, you know, guys, we were infantry Marines, just the regular of the regular Marines. And we're becoming successful. We're doing it. We're learning a lot. And we're trying to pass that on to you. Um, so I do find that it's really important to show people examples and kind of present to them people that have made themselves a success using this information that we're presenting and have been successful in their lifetimes and they could share that with you. So let's get into it. Hey everybody, my name is AJ. This is the Wealthy Idiot Show. Before we begin, make sure to like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate all the help that you give us. Just liking the video does tremendous for us so that we can get this information out to more people. So what are we doing today? So just a little while ago, I did an interview with a young man who didn't go through all the ordinary paths, who kind of bucked the system a little bit and found ways to be successful. So we're gonna dig into his life a little bit and find out what he's doing. And I think you're really gonna enjoy his stories. Before we get into it, my recording is bad. My primary video and audio failed. So I apologize about that, but his video and audio sounds great. So hopefully the information that he's presenting will come across nicely and you guys can get a lot of stuff out of it. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Brady and let's get this interview going. All right, so I have Brady here. Uh, Brady is a real estate investor, um, real estate agent and house hacker. Hey Brady, how's it going? Hey, it's great, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm doing good, thank you. Yeah, no problem. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm I'm 30 years old, I'm single. I've been doing real estate for about three years now. I also have gotten into real estate investing. So I own um, six stores right now, trying to grow that. And then I'm also big into just 401k and that sort of investing as well. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And then um, you said you're a real estate agent as well. Is that right? Um, I do work a nine to five as a product owner, real estate and real estate investing is more of my side hustle. Oh, what's a product owner? So product owner, it's a healthcare IT company. So I work with web developers, quality assurance analysts, working with clients, making sure our website is up to speed. We're adding features. We're improving the website, keeping our customers happy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Let's start with the real estate agent bit. How long have you been doing? Uh, how, how long have you been a real estate agent? Yeah, so I've been an agent. I'm in the Jacksonville, Florida area. I've been a real estate agent for just under three years now. Nice. And how is that as a side hustle? I think it's perfect. So it is, I mean, it, there's nights, there's weekends, there's a lot of effort, but I feel it's a perfect side hustle because if you don't want to take on business, you don't have to, you can grind at your own pace. And there's been weekends where I work all weekend and then I, Monday I go to work on my nine to five, but I don't look at it as work. I look at real estate as fun, helping clients. It's more of a passion, I would say. Oh, that's awesome. So how much does that supplement your income? 
Well, you don't have to give um, numbers said, if you're not comfortable with it, but oh, just maybe on, general sorry. percentages. Yeah. So I went into it kind of looking at helping friends. I had a buddy who was pushing me to get my license so we can buy a house. He's like, dude, you've told me everything about real estate. Get licensed. And I kept <laughs> saying, I'm not a salesman. I don't, I don't know if that'd be for me. And even some of my family members were like, you're not a salesperson. Don't do it. Um, but then I, I kept coming back to this passion. So I got the license. First year I did pretty good. And then the pandemic hit and Florida became a very hot spot. And it kind of grew from having friends do it to having friends of friends do it. And just the word of mouth really caught. And it's been it's been busy, um, too busy at times, but it's been it's been really great. Um, I have no regrets about doing it. That's awesome. And how much does that supplement your income like percentage wise? Oh, gosh. I mean, there's there's been years where it's more than my my nine to five. So I, I really I'm fortunate okay. that uh, I got into real estate. Absolutely. So what made you want to get into real estate as a side hustle as opposed to a primary job? Yeah, so I do enjoy my primary job. Um, I like the people I work with, that sort of thing. The It, it kind of came back to the salesman aspect. I wasn't sure how I'd do. I didn't know if I'd sell one house every two years or if I'd sell 10 houses a year or 20. I had kind of no idea going into it. So to start off, I, you know, I played the conservative approach, just t- treating it as a side hustle, trying to grow. And... I thought about the full time, but I do enjoy my nine to five. So I'm kind of trying to grind more at that and keep it going. Gotcha. So for someone, so you said you were single. So for someone who's single, maybe has a nice nine to five, but is looking for something on the side, this might be something that's workable since it requires a lot of time, but you have the time and you know, you're still young. Absolutely. Um, I, I assume with children, it would be a lot more difficult to do the, the side hustle piece. I, if you have a supportive um, spouse, obviously it gets easier, but being single, I kind of control my own, my own life. So I could go home after work and sit on my phone for four hours, or I can go hustle and try to, you know, build, build wealth. All right. So, um, have you had any really interesting stories as a real estate agent that you're allowed to share with us? Yeah. So, uh, one that would stick out to me as I was showing a house kind of Jacksonville is more of a metro big city. So we were kind of out in the country and going through a house, we went up the garage had like a stair and it was kind of a separate attic that you had access to. And we walk in the attic and we see a taxidermied cat. Um, so that kind of caught me and the buyer both off guard. I told the buyer, I'm like, if you offer on this house, we're asking for the taxidermy cat to stay in the house. So <laughs> kind of both uh, laughing about that one. That's one that definitely sticks to my mind. But uh, yeah, I think that that's top of the list. Let's see. What, what's something that you that you've learned that you wish you knew when you first started out? Yeah. So I think you got to learn every client that you're with is not going to buy a house. So you, you get kind of what you put in. I mean, I've had weekends where I've been with a client four weekends in a row and they say, Hey, we decided to buy in Georgia. So that's, I I got paid $0. I was spending gas. So you just got to learn to accept that. Um, Then I've also had clients who first time I've ever met them, they put an offer on a house. So I think just being able to, you know, you understand it's it's a give and take. Um, I really going into it. The reason I got into re, in a real estate agent, I'd have agents where I say, "Hey, I want to see a house," and they go, "Well, I can show you next week." And I'm I'm the type of person I'm like, if I see something today, I want to see it right like almost right away. So I'm pretty upfront with my clients, like, "Hey, I do work a nine to five, but I kind of have a twelve hour rule. I'll get out there that night. If I have to cancel a flag football game or something that I have, unfortunately, it just comes with the business." I'll get out there. I'll show you that house. So that kind of got me into wanting to be, you know, that agent communicate, 
just being available for clients, I think is the biggest point and communicating. And that's awesome. So that kind of follows the, um, I was talking the other day about doing Airbnbs yep. and I was saying that like, I knew that I was going to be successful because what I did is I looked at other Airbnbs in the area, like the, what the competition would look like. And I knew that I could provide a better service, a better house, something that looks nicer, that people is more appealing to people than what the competition was providing. It seemed easy. So it sounds like you had the same sort of revelation where you were working with people and then realized like I could do a better job at this. Right. It wouldn't even take that much effort to do it. And then if they're successful, not doing as good of a job, then you must be more successful doing a better job. hundred percent. And I've actually Airbnb has sparked my interest because I'm like, I'm communicative. I'm going to, unfortunately I'm on my phone a lot. So I'm going to respond if an Airbnb guest has an issue or is trying to book a place, I'm going to be available. Because same with real estate, I miss a call. It could be a buyer who's looking at a $700,000 hop. You just don't know. So being available, taking those calls and just responding, I think that's, honestly, it's half the battle. It's just being available and communicating in anything. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting that you you said that as far as um actually responding. So I don't do that myself. I hired someone to do it. Okay. But I hired someone who is doing that as a side hustle. So they have their primary job and then they're my Airbnb um, manager as a side hustle. Awesome. And I'm assuming their job allows them to answer this stuff during the day or if they don't allow it, she doesn't tell them and they don't know uh, <laughs> one of the two, yeah. but you know, j- just in the last five minutes, you've already identified like two solid side hustles that people could get into if they really wanted to. Oh, absolutely. For, so for someone interested in starting out, let's say they want to do the real estate agent thing as a side hustle. What would you tell them? What are yeah. some of the things um, they should know? Honestly, I know, I know it's, it's a, wealthy blog, it's finances, make sure it's a passion because you're paying to get licensed, you're paying gas, you're paying a bunch of money to be a real estate agent. So there is some upfront costs. If you don't have that drive or you don't feel like it'd be something you would enjoy doing, I personally wouldn't do it. That's kind of what always pointed me to real estate is I'm like, what do I want to do with my life? And it kept coming back to, to being a real estate agent. So I think passion and understanding when I was buying houses, I always kind of looked at my realtor and I'm thinking, you know, I like what they do. I'd, I'd love to do this someday. So I think the biggest thing is definitely having the passion and the drive for it. Okay. And then you said you weren't a salesperson. So what was it that made this something that you could do? Like what was the, like for people who aren't salespeople, why is this something that you're capable of doing? Why is it not like normal sales? I think it comes down to people skills. And as I touched on earlier, communicating. So with people, you have to be able to talk to somebody. You have to be able to be available. Yeah, I think it comes down to having the passion for it, and I don't treat it as work. And the homes, they kind of show themselves. I'm never going to walk into a house, and I'm not the type of agent who follows somebody around pointing out everything. I kind of let them do their own thing. If you have questions, come ask me. I know the information going into it, but I've never walked into a house and agents had to talk me into it. I just walk in. I know I want it. Like, hey, let's make an offer. And that's 99% of people. Now, there is some convincing if somebody's on the fence, like you weigh, weigh the pros and cons, but just don't, you don't have to be pushy because the, they're already looking for a house. So I'm not cold calling. I'm not doing anything like that. I know some realtors do to get leads, which is totally normal in this industry, but I, my, my approach is word of mouth and referrals. Yeah, okay. So it sounds like what you're saying is there's not, it doesn't have to be a very salesman job. It sounds like you've positioned yourself as the advocate for your client and that just translates into sales. Correct. Does that sound about right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Two more questions in this space. Um, one, the first is, 
Um, how do you feel you're competing against full-time real estate agents? Is that something that's difficult that you have to try and keep up with? Yeah. So the, the fortunate thing is I do have other agent folks around that I'm paired with where I can say, hey, look, I'm working a nine to five. Can you go show this house? And we work out some sort of agreement. I'll return the favor down the line, that sort of thing. But there is, I mean, there's a bit of a disadvantage for a part-time agent, but I would say I've had people tell me like, hey, I I appreciate that you're willing to do this and I want to work with somebody like that because I know they're, they're grinding. So there is also a, a perk to part-time. Now I've had brokers call me and say, you can't do real estate part-time. It's got to be a full-time mm-hmm. all in or all out. And I totally disagree with that. Um, I think I know many, a lot of the agents I've had deals with are part-time and the communication's great and it actually is a smooth deal. Whereas a lot of the issues come when you have a full-time agent. Now, not to say uh, there's a lot of great realtors out there, but there are some bad ones, nature of any business. But mm-hmm. I do think a lot of the part-timers kind of understand that hustle and they they enjoy it. They're doing it because they have a passion for it. Okay. So you found a brokerage then that is okay with you being part-time? Is that what you have to do? Yeah, absolutely. So my broker, I researched, going into it, I was really nervous about finding a brokerage, but I had so many calling me, it wasn't even funny. So it turned out to be a... <laughs> Not even a worry. Um, but I found mine, uh, actually a, a lady I did a deal with as a for sale by owner before I became a realtor. She was the other agent. We kind of became close in that regard as she was representing the buyer and we kind of were getting the deal to closing. That deal fell through last day, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, the broker she worked for, she said, look, they take a low commission. They don't care if you sell one house or if you sell 50. So there were just a lot of perks of this brokerage. I work on my own time. I don't have to go into meetings. So there's and that's becoming more of a trend here as real estate grows is a lot of these brokerages take less commission, but they're not forcing you into the office every day, similar to the industry. Last question in this space is, is this something that you plan on continuing doing or do you have like a time limit where um, like maybe you get a family and you're going to be done with this part? Yeah. I mean, the end goal is, like I said, it doesn't feel like work to me. The end goal is to be a real estate agent full time at some point. I can't say I'm doing that anytime soon as I, you know, I'm just trying to to build wealth as much as I can. I would say down the road, I'd love to do it full time. And I don't see myself ever not having a real estate license because there's too many perks for the investing side of things. So if I want to go see a house, I just go show myself. I don't need to call an agent. I don't need to worry about any of that. I schedule it and I go see the house. So I think there's perks outside of even being a sales rep for another um, client. I just think I'll always hold a license and I'll always do it. Hey everybody, thank you for watching part one of this interview. There's uh, gonna be at least two more parts, if not three more parts, as I kind of chunk it up and get to everything. And if you really liked it, please consider liking and subscribing. And if you have any questions, just toss them down below in the comments. We'll definitely have Brady on again who can answer some of these questions. And hopefully you'll learn something today. Thank you so much.